This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast. I'm Oshin Langan. St. Pat's and Bowes failing to take advantage last night of Shamrock Rovers' slip-up. So the gap remains at four points between St. Pat's and leaders Shamrock Rovers. We'll be hearing from Stephen Bradley shortly and the Shelburne manager Damien Duff. Those two drawing one all in a Dublin derby at Tolka Park. Another at Dublin derby. Uh, St. Pat's, as I say, drew nil all with the Bohemians. As I saw someone say on Twitter today, the curse of the RTE cameras striking, as that was the only game that finished scoreless. Dundalk, 1-0 winners against Sligo Rovers, who are struggling badly. We'll get analysis on that game from former Dundalk defender John Flanagan. And Philip Long, formerly of Cork City, who you'll know from the Yellow Eye TV coverage, discusses what's going wrong for Cork City with Rory O'Hagan, a one-all draw, at home with UCD last night. Not the ideal result for City. In the first division, Lamboto got the equaliser for Galway late on at the RSC. They drew two all with Waterford. The tribesmen continuing their march back to the Premier Division. Cove Ramblers drawing three all with Bray Wanderers. Wexford 3-2 winners against Kerry FC. And Finn Harps lost 1-0 to Treaty United. Where will we start? Well, I suppose we'll go to Dundalk, beating Sligo Rovers by one goal to nil at Oriel Park. John Flanagan was on duty for LOI TV and LMFM and after the game, he sent us this voice note. Finishes 1-0 to Dundalk here in Oriel Park tonight in a game that was really, really lacking in quality. Both sides very disjointed. Neither side enjoyed much possession and the game was settled by one of the few good moves in the first half ball come out to Archie Davis on the right hand side lovely little ball into the box to the back post and Dan Kelly headed home into an empty goal that was two minutes after probably the best opportunity created by Sligo in the whole game Matteo missed a free header in the back post empty goal to Eamon and he put it wide very very few opportunities in the game for either side probably Sligo maybe shading the chances and definitely in with a shout for a penalty in the last 10 minutes the referee didn't look interested and never, never gave it so from a dark perspective best thing is, is the three points that keeps them on the coattails of the, the leading four teams above them. Sligo slowly but surely getting dragged into that playoff position battle with, with Cork City. Former Dundalk defender John Flanagan on their 1-0 win against Sligo Rovers. Right, let's go to Talca Park. Gavin Malloy with an equaliser for Shells in the 94th minute. What a season he's having. What a player he is. Marcus Poom had put Rovers 1-0 up after 20 minutes. A draw at Salka Park. Was Stephen Bradley happy, sad or indifferent? Well, let's find out. This is what he had to say to LOI TV after Bradley, by the way. You'll hear from Damien Duff. I think we should have won the game. I think first half we had enough chances to kill the game off. We obviously didn't take them. And at 1-0, they're always in the game. Anything can happen. Uh, 94 minute, we give away a, a poor goal from our point of view. It drops four yards out on the score. But yeah, I definitely feel we should win the game. Deserved point, uh, game of two halves. Uh, They're obviously the better team in the first half. I don't think we ever really came out of the, the blocks. Uh, obviously made a couple of changes at half time, changed uh, the set with a few things as well. But here, that wasn't the reason. The lads just getting more on the front, front foot and bringing the fire. And uh, we were the better team and uh, absolutely deserved. Uh, the points gone off the second half. This is the Extra League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast. Right now, let's concentrate on the relegation battle. A battle that is getting harder for Cork City. A one-all draw with UCD last night. Not the ideal result for them. Key and Bargery with the goal that put them in front after 26 minutes. But Danu Kinsella Bishop equalised after 66 minutes. You'll hear shortly from Liam Buckley. But first, the LOI TV Cork City commentary team of Rory O'Hagan, who you'll know from Red FM, 
uh, spoke with former Cork City player Philip Long after the game and Rory started by asking Philip how he felt following the one-all draw. Coming, looking forward to this game all during the week, you're saying we'll see goals anyway Friday night. City should win it by at least two. Tonight was just totally, just just totally wrong. Nobody expected this this game tonight to be ending up in a 1-1 draw. So uh, nobody's happy leaving this ground tonight, except the, the people from UCD. Yeah. And plenty of boos as well from the Turners Cross crowd. They have been very frustrated by Cork City's form and their performances of late. Oh yeah, big time. I mean, we're not scoring goals, you know. It just, just, it just seems to be unlucky, you know. But you, you can only take so much then as well if you're a spectator coming in here and you're paying big money to come in here every week in, week out. You demand more. Uh, full credit to UCD um, who changed things around in the second half Andy Myler going uh, to four at the back they had been five at the back in the first half and that was the change that they needed because they certainly fi- started finding space and got on the ball a lot more and looked more threatening than Cork City in the second half Oh yeah, big time big time they did, they did change they more or less went with three in the back in the second half and pushed on and young Sean Brennan was, was brilliant and he was he was you know he really was a torn in Cork City side tonight he was absolutely brilliant, as I said, uh, in commentary on LOI TV. It's time with Southampton and uh, as Ireland under 18 caps. And he was uh, certainly all over the park uh, for the uh, students tonight. From a Cork City perspective, uh, you're looking for positives. I mean, like Ben Warman made his first start for the club. Looked very, very lively. Had a good shot in the first half and continued battling all the way on all, to the next minutes. Yeah, he's he's a good player. He's he really is a good player, and he's more direct as well. He was unlucky with a couple of shots, but um, no, that, that that was positive to be honest with you. Just watching him come in into the game, but you know, it's it's just where do you go from here? Where do you go from here? Because Cork City um, are in a battle to avoid finishing ninth and having that relegation playoff. Um, they had a chance tonight uh, to close the ground on Drogheda United, who have lost to Dundalk. Uh, they didn't take it. They are now five points behind Drogheda United. And with games running out, it's starting to look like a bit of a mountain climb for Carson. Yeah, it is a mountain, really. Yeah. I mean, um, Drogheda have a, a game in hand now as well over City. It, it is a mountain to climb. So, um, I, I, I honestly don't know. It just, it just looks as if it's going to head for a playoff. Certainly, apologies with Sligo Rovers who were beaten by Dundalk, not Drogheda. Cork City go to Drogheda in a couple of weeks on the 25th of August, which is, on paper, Phil, it's make or break for your season, basically. It's it's a must-win game. I wouldn't fancy going up to Drogheda and trying to get a, a, a three points against Drogheda. They're, they're a good side as well. you know. So it's it's going to be hard. It's going to be very, very hard coming up to the end of the season. If you're looking, again, for positives from the Cork City perspective, Change of formation. They went to four at the back for today's game, and that allowed them, the wingers, uh, to be on the ball and the, the fullbacks to, to overlap, which City used to great effect in the first half. Yeah, they, they did. They did, yeah. And young Kabaya was very good up front. He was battling hard. Um, I'd be honest, I wouldn't have taken him off. I'd have kept him on. Probably, he probably suited uh, Rory Keating's type of play, you know. But when, when Keating came on, Kabaya went out on, on the left. And I don't think he's a left-sided player. I think he's an up up front. And he wants, he was having fierce uh, problems with, um, with, um, the, um, Keeney. And they were battling mad. And he was winning, he was winning those, that, that physical contest up there. And next thing, he was put wide on the left. Keeney was delighted to see him going up wide on the left. Right, so it's FEI Cup next weekend. Uh, UCD taking on Galway, uh, Cork City taking on 
once they're rivals Waterford they have the Munster Senior Cup against Cove Ramblers on Monday before that just before we wrap up Phil just um, a word on Rory Keating it's been an incredibly tough um, few weeks for his family as they deal with the unimaginable um, Rory Keating was back in training this week came on as a second half substitute uh, you could see the response in the crowd meant a lot to him and our thoughts are indeed with every member of the Keating family great to see Rory back and great to see him playing football again oh yeah Definitely, definitely. Everyone was very, very happy to see Rory going out onto the pitch tonight. You know, and you, you could see that everyone stood up and, and applauded him. And deep down, he felt that and he enjoyed that as well. And, 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 that's, and that's a credit to the Cork people here and the club. You know, it's a great club. You know, if they just just keep on pushing. And, and, it, was, and it, was a great, it was a great touch then when he coming on and everyone just applauded him coming on. It was lovely to see. It certainly was. Philip Long, sir, as always, a pleasure. Thank you, Rory. That's the Cork City SC LOI TV commentary team of Rory O'Hagan from Red FM and, of course, former Cork City player Philip Long. Uh, Rory caught up with Liam Buckley after the game and put it to him that it was a disappointing night in Turner's Cross. Yeah, bearing in mind coming in at half-time, 1-0, top of the reasonably comfortable at that stage, yeah, but just the second half was poor. What changed in the second half? We just didn't get on the ball enough. We didn't play, we didn't pass it well enough. You know, in fairness, we usually came back into it. But we just didn't do enough on the ball. First half, you were dominant. You obviously ruined that. You didn't create that many chances, I suppose, and put their keeper under pressure. Yeah, yeah. I thought the first half wasn't too bad, you know. Um, but as I say, when, once the second half, you see a couple of chances, we had a few chances. Overall, I think with Myers, they got better, but it just is really not good enough from an overall performance point of view. Are the heads down now in the dressing room after that? Okay, everybody's disappointed. Well, could, you know, I'm sure that everybody in the crowd is disappointed. Uh, we've got nine games to go. We've got to dig in and make sure we scrap something out of every game. You know, kind of way. Now, we, we've, we've picked up results against here with Rovers. You've drawn with UCD. You're this, that and the other. We just need to make sure we scrap out the rest of these games because there will be points won and lost everywhere. We just need to get it better. A couple of uh, positives from a Cork City perspective. Ben Warman's performance, I thought, was excellent tonight. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, um, yeah. bear in mind, that's his first full game this season. So, um yeah, I'm looking forward to working with him for the rest of the season. And for Rory Keating's come on and get that reception, you could see it meant a lot to him. Yeah, yeah, it did, yeah. Um, we'll just try and build Rory's fitness up now over the next period. We just need to be careful with that. He's big brain injuries. That's why we only brought him on for a few minutes in the second half. Uh, a big week now for your side. Months in your cup final coming up on Monday, which is always a fun game. But I imagine you'll be resting people with the, the, the cup clash on Friday night. Yeah, we've got two important games. Um, Obviously, Colvin, we'd like to win, uh, but next Friday in the Cup, um, we've got to make sure we're as fresh as we can be for there, and please help me get a result there. Liam Buckley speaking to Rory O'Hagan of Red FM and LOI TV following their one-all draw with UCD. Right, let's go through the roundup. Last night, St. Pat's drawing nil-all with Bohemians. That one was on RTE, if you want to go back and uh, watch it, but uh, we didn't focus on it too heavily because it was on the actual public service broadcaster. Plus, we can occasionally be Pats heavy here because I cover all the Pats home games. Uh, obviously not last night because it was on RT rather than LOI TV. Shelburne drawing one all with Shamrock Rovers. Dundalk 1-0 winners against Sligo Rovers. Sligo Rovers slipping backwards. It's getting worrying for uh, Rovers fans. Cork City drawing one all with UCD. Let's have a look at the table and what it all means. Shamrock Rovers on top on 51 points. They caught a bit of a break because St. Pat's drew with Bohemians so they're still four points behind. Those two have the same amount of games played. Bohemians also Having played 27 games, they're third on 46 points. Derry, 
They've got two games in hand on everyone. They're on 43 points. And of course, they play Drogheda tomorrow. Derry are having a European adventure. That's now official because they're into their third tie. Let's hopefully, let's hope there'll be a fourth. They were unlucky not to get a result in Tobol on Thursday afternoon. I watched the game and um, they had chances. Duffy particularly had one that you'd expect him to score, but he didn't. But they're more than capable of beating Tobol of Kazakhstan in Tala next Thursday. Let's hope they do. I'm going to that game. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Derry fourth in the table on 43 points. But as I say, two games in hand on the three above them. Um, so if they win tomorrow, they'll be on 46 points. Tomorrow as I speak, that's Sunday. If they win tomorrow, they'll be on 46 points. And just one behind St. Pat's, four behind Shamrock Rovers. And of course, uh, level with Bowes. Dundalk, they're on 27 games. They're on 43 points, they're in 5th, Derry 6th on 40 points, Sligo 7th on 30 points, Drogheda 8th on 29 points, but of course they have a game in hand on Sligo Rovers and if they win, they'll leapfrog them. Cork City 2nd from bottom on 24 points and UCD, who also have a game in hand, uh, bottom on 10 points. So that's how it looks in the Premier Division. Just to zip through the first division results again, Cove Ramblers, 3-all with uh, Bray Wanderers at St. Coleman's Park, Waterford FC 2, Goal United 2, that's the final score from DRSC, Wexford 3, Kerry FC 2, and Finn Harps 0, Treaty United 1 in the playoff kind of uh, race. Goal United on 70 points, 16 points clear of Waterford FC. Uh, Waterford FC have a game in hand, but I don't think it'll make too much difference. Uh, Co-Ramblers third on 42 points Athlone fourth on 37 points and Wexford FC fifth on 35 points so at the moment the playoff spots are taken by Waterford Cove Athlone and Wexford Waterford looks safe they look guaranteed a playoff spot then after that it's a little bit of a battle Bray Wanderers still in that fight they're in sixth position on uh, 32 points. Longford still in there as well. On 31 points. They've got a game in hand. As do Treaty United. who got a great win. And a big win last night. They're on 30 points. Finn Harps on 29 points. Uh, they've played a game more. Than the two above them. Treaty and Longford. Kerry FC on 7 points. They're out of it. But look. We've said this on repeat. Haven't we? That's not really what it's about. For Kerry FC. This year. It's about getting wins if they can. Getting results if they can. And learning. And building. And they're certainly doing that that playoff race is really really tight so like in the first division the promotion race the automatic promotion race the, the race for the automatic promotion spot I should say that's done but there's so much else still to play for fixtures well today as we speak that's Saturday Longford Town taking on Athlone tomorrow Derry City welcoming Drogheda kickoff is at 6.30 and on Monday night if you're at a loose end pop along to the Munster Senior Cup Final, Cork City taking on the defending champions, I might add, Cove Ramblers. The very best of luck to Derry on Thursday night against Tobol of Kazakhstan. It's very much a a game that I think they're capable of winning. An interesting article actually from um, David Jeffrey. You might remember him from managing Linfield. He was in charge when they won the first Satanta uh, Cup, as it was known then, went on to be known as the Satanta Sports Cup. He then managed Balamina. He's now not in management and he has written about how he'd like to see Derry City potentially back in the Irish League. I can't see it happening. I think it would probably be best for Derry in a footballing sense if they stayed in the League of Ireland. But isn't it good to see that that conversation can now happen? It's a conversation you couldn't have had in the past. It's a pity, by the way, as well, that Derry City didn't get to play that game against Tobol in Windsor Park on Thursday night. UEFA have decided, look, you have to play the game in a stadium that's in the league you're in. 
I think it's a bit short-sighted by UEFA, given that it's just a different kind of situation. But anyway, there we go. Um, I'm going along on Thursday night, so there will be a podcast after Derry City's hopeful, hopefully win against uh, Tobel. Uh, next Friday, it's the Sports Direct FAI Cup. Bohemians taking on Rockbound Bray up against Dundalk, Cork City playing Waterford, Kerry FC against Drogheda, UCD against Galway and Finn Harps against Skerry. So Drogheda fans, they got the dream draw away to Kerry. Not a dream draw in a sense that it'll be easy because it won't. You'd expect them to win it, but but it won't be easy. But it's the draw that Premier Division fans want. They all want to go to Kerry. And why not? What about the fixtures on Saturday? Well, the uh, women's Premier Division is back. Go United take on Cork City. Treaty up against Shelburne. P-Mount take on Bohemians. Wexford, the Udes meet DLR Waves. And at Lone Town take on Sligo Rovers. Let's just remind ourselves of the uh, state of play in the women's Premier Division. P-Mount on top on 34 points. Shelburne second on 28 points. Those two have played the same amount of games. Shamrock Rovers third also on 28 points. Bowes fourth on 26 points. Galway fifth on 22. Wexford sixth on 17. Athlone seventh on 16. Uh, Dealor Waves eighth on 13. Treaty United ninth on 8. Sligo Rovers second from bottom on 4. And Cork City bottom on 2. That's the way it is in the Women's Premier Division. Right, That's it from myself, Oshin Langan. Uh, for this extratime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. As always, if you have any feedback, good, bad or indifferent, you can uh, hit me up on Twitter at Oshin Langan or you can um, get in contact with uh, extratime.com via their, their Twitter uh, address at Extratime News. What a great job Gareth Penrose, the founder and chief of Extra Time, is doing at the moment, by the way. It's all done on a voluntary basis and July and August is tough because people have lives. They go on holiday. So Gareth is doing it all by himself at times. And he's doing a wonderful job as well. Extratime.com. What a resource it is for Irish football. Right. That's it. We'll talk to you next week. Best of luck to Derry. Uh, if you're going to that first division match tonight, then enjoy it. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye bye.